Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. Ah, uh, we're back to being remote. So that's nice. We can do that because the internet. I have noticed that we're 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 only three tonight. What's 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 going on? There is no Eric. Eric has been shrunken down to the shape of a little lima bean, and he will only be freed if our listeners answers my riddles three. And welcome to an irreversibly, irreversibly cursed episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that's got it. I'm Danny. I'm Derek. And I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. There we go. I got it. This feels so wrong. I got to still be and Danny. Yeah, no Eric this week. Uh, He's uh, up in Grand Forks for uh, for, uh, our classic ABC sitcom, Family Matters. That's what we'll just say. Uh, and so we're we're down in Eric. It's just us three for a big news week and uh, and a little a little part of the episode about one of our favorite Eurovision countries. But uh, until I, then, I do have, yeah, I do have to say it's kind of like playing Twister with only three limbs. It's just it just feels it just feels <laughs> kind of wrong. <laughs> I... Don't These ask me podcasts, how I know. These other podcasts that are just two people, you know, like my favorite murder. How do they do it? It's like they have to actually like each other or something. Ew. Anyway. Gross. Speaking of gross, Sam, hit him with the socials. Hey, hey you can be gross like us on social media. <laughs> be sloppy. Yeah, we are so sloppy. Uh, yes, follow us on social media. You can find us in all the normal places. One Two Points USA on Facebook and Twitter and we're on Mastodon and YouTube and TikTok and Email us directly at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, there are two ways to do it. You can either buy some swag over at our Redbubble page and get some random t-shirts with some sayings that nobody on your block will understand, but you will know. You will know what Chainsaw U is all about. You will carry (laughs) that both on your chest as well as in your heart, which truly (laughs) is priceless. A sentiment that you will carry to your grave. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Or you can also follow us on Patreon. Patreon, 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 I don't know. Uh, (laughs) However you want to call it, you can follow us there and support us for, you know, a pittance a month. Our normal content isn't going anywhere. However, if you do subscribe to Patreon, you'll get our content a little bit earlier than normal. You'll also have access to some exclusive content. And depending on what level you subscribe to us, maybe some sweet, sweet exclusive swag. But yeah, social media, good times. Derek, it looks like you have populated our little show notes document with a uh, bit of mysterious and yet somehow enthralling news uh could you can you fill us in on what the hell is going on with flow rider <laughs> we got a it's flow rider watch do, 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 do. <laughs> flow. <laughs> just, oh, i just have... uh i just saw this news the other day and i thought to myself hey wait a second he's a eurovision alum how could i forget <laughs> uh and recently he was awarded 82 million dollars in a lawsuit with a beverage company that he promoted from the ground floor and they thought he was cheating him uh, interestingly enough he only sued them for thirty thousand dollars and the jury awarded him 82.7 million what yeah. i know what's the there have been movies that have uh, had a lower uh, cost to gross ratio than that <laughs> he could make the room like 30 times with that kind of money mm-hmm he made more than Violent Night, which I just watched the other day. <laughs> An international box office. 
Yes, go figure. <laughs> wow, Violent Night. That is now. I know that... what the path to success is. It's uh, being the featured artist on uh, <laughs> on San Marino's Eurovision entry, and then parlaying that into a drink company lawsuit. Still no word on when his next album's coming out, though. He's been talking Will about there. it for a decade. Will there be? I was going to say. <laughs> Why bother at this point? This is just the same thing as Guillermo del Toro's At the Mountains of Madness movie. Oh, it's coming out, they say. Meanwhile, I continue yeah. to be a fool. All right, we've got a lot of uh, national selections to go through at this point. Tis the season. This is This is when it starts happening. Sam, is this a little earlier to have this much News. I mean, the thing is, like, a lot of this news is ramping up to the actual full-on selections. Uh, we I, really only right. have no news from two nations who have either picked their country or their song or their country. Blah. I, I mean, <laughs> the country. France has country. decided to be France again this you, year. You know what? You know what? The country picking their country. One of these two nations is Belgium, so it's really not a given. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yes, Belgium. Uh, Belgium has picked their their singer and their song. Uh, it's Gustav because of you. Uh, it was a winner of a national final, a bit of an underdog according to the fans. But it looks like mm-hmm. he was after the the juries and the the public vote all squared up. Gustav is coming to uh, to Liverpool. Him and his massive hat. In a way, he's actually sort of a returning artist. If I'm not mistaken, he was one of the backing singers for Hoover Phonic in Rotterdam. Oh, so he's he I knows see. the lay of the land a little bit. So it'll be it'll be cool to see that kind of perspective and that that point of view, and uh, if it'll inform any decisions at the delegation. It's always interesting when that happens. Just over the border, uh, France has gone for an internal selection. A singer by the name of Lazara, Z A R R A, Lazara. Je ne sais pas. I, my, my French is simailed. We don't have a song yet, but we have a singer who has a back catalog and some recent success on the French charts. So they are going for a, a credible name in the local scene uh, and not messing around with the national final. What is it like, Sam? What is, uh, what's Lazara like? Unbelievably gorgeous. It's not even fair. I'm just too jealous oh, really? so you can actually pay attention to the music. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the music she's beautiful. is very low key. I listened to a bunch of it after they announced her. I would say I didn't hear anything that I thought would be very contest friendly. So I'm hoping they got something they're going really to hand something to to pull out. Yeah. Mm. But very uh, cool, it, very old fashioned kind of. Yeah. It should be noted. Not French. Oh, oh no. Canadian. Oh. Québécois. Québécoise. Yes, she's from Montreal. <laughs> For a second there, I thought Greece? Like, oh, they're from French Guiana. <laughs> Her... <laughs> Her, she was born in Montreal to French Canadian parents of Moroccan descent. Her full name, so it's Lazara, but her full name is Fatima Zahra Hafti. So she's sure. of Moroccan descent. Morocco's uh, coming back. Hey, you know, I did, yeah, Morocco's it, back in the goddess, baby. Yeah, you know, you know, so was Lorene. So that turned out pretty, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe uh, now that Lorene has gotten knocked off the top of the ESC 250, mm-hmm. her Moroccan diaspora countrywoman is coming back to claim the top spot. I don't I know. I was going to say to return the mantle to where it ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks well, like she's got she... one vote in Sweden now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like she's the second Canadian singer to represent France uh, after Natasha St. Pierre, who did so in 2001. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is Celine Dion from Montreal? She's from Quebec. I don't think she's from, I don't think she's from Montreal proper, but um, let's see. She's from some little dump of a town, or as they say up there, La Domp. (laughs) She is from the town of Charlemagne. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) It is Charlemagne, Quebec, uh, about 15 miles, 15 miles northeast of Montreal. 
I see. Okay. Charlemagne yeah. Quebec, by the way, is my favorite contestant on this, this season of Drag Race. Nice. <laughs> All right. We have Portugal next. Oh, we have so much Portugal. Yes. After much hemming and hawing, no, not much hemming and hawing. They know what they're doing. Portugal has released their 20 entries uh, for Festival de Cancel. 20 songs, 10 in each semifinal. We know that Portugal basically announces ahead of time who their composers are. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, they'll say who their, who their singers are. It seems like the vast majority of these songs are going to be sung by the songwriters, which is really nice to see. We were kind of going back and forth about whether Claudio Pascual was going to sing for somebody else or write for somebody else or do her own thing because when she went to Eurovision the last time somebody else wrote for her turns out that her song Nashi Maria she will sing herself it's a great list honestly like dive into their YouTube playlist and there's some there's some really awesome stuff in there have you have you guys listened to any of it yet to any of that no oh I, I, I say Danny, <laughs> I feel like you in particular Danny would get a kick out of out of some of these okay yeah Portugal is always like, you know, like I, I showed uh, Telemovesh to Stevie like last year and he was like, Portugal is my favorite country and I never want to see anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I kind of share that. I'm like, Portugal just has to distill it down to one song. I'm going to love it, but I have to watch two Portuguese entries. I feel like all of a sudden now I'm just going to be like, I don't know. It's going to be like dealing with waves and waves of Portuguese emotion. I'm not well, going to be able to handle it. That's Portugal but for you. Odd uh, image to share on that one too. <laughs> I know on Telemovesh too. <laughs> yeah, I've been there's... listening. Um, I'm just going to plug it. The yeah. Spotify playlist for all the national final songs. Oh, I, I get love dumped that. in there. And and by the end of it, there's hundreds of them. But I don't think they put the Portuguese songs in there yet, so I haven't heard them. A lot I'm of good stuff in there already. I'm not sure if Portugal has put their songs out on Spotify quite yet, but they are in process. At the very least, they are available on on YouTube. But Great, great stuff. Let's see who else is next. Uh, the Czech Republic. They have revealed their five acts, which is great considering that originally they were saying that there was only going to be about three, and they've uh, they bumped it up to a group of five. Couple of familiar names: uh, Marketa Irdlova. I was going to say Oscar winner, Oscar, Oscar winner and Icelandic national final alumna. That's right. That too. Yeah, she'll go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she is actually giving her her home country a shot this time around. Pam Rabbit, who I believe we also saw at a previous national final a couple years ago, was in the national final for the 2020 contest with the song Get Up. Good news is she was experienced in the national finals. Bad news is she actually came in dead last in that national final. So let's hope she you know picks it up this time around. Other, other entrants for this year, uh, we have Maela. M-A-E-L-L-A, -L -L -A, uh, the singer Vesna, and the singer Rodan. Uh, we don't have much information on the songs themselves. The national final itself will be on January 30th. I know, Actually, just coming up. Yeah, so the voting window will be open from the 30th of January. It'll close on February 6th, and the winner will be announced on the 7th. Uh, it's going to be a purely a public vote. 30% will be decided by a Czech domestic audience and 70% from an international audience. Danny, your prayers have been answered. I know. It's going to be my, finally, it's, it's, it's Europe. The idea of one man, one vote doesn't hold over there. I get to, I'll do it as much as I can. My vote means more. I'll have more votes. Uh, that's right, everyone. I am deciding the Czech entrant this year. You know what? As a Czech American, I feel like this sounds this sounds plausible <laughs> for you. I, I like this narrative. <laughs> Time All to right. redeem them. 
They're going to have a winner <laughs> one of these days. And honestly, if Marketa Irglova sends something that is like just going to pull at your heartstrings folk song, that might fill a niche that we haven't had in a while. Oh, wait, we had Iceland last year and Portugal is also in the contest. So who knows? <laughs> so let's see who else is next on our list. All right. So alphabetically hop over to Denmark. They have released their eight acts for Melody Grand Prix 2023. That final will be on February 11th, just like it seems half yep, the shows everything in this year's is. cycle. So we have, let's see, eight artists on here. Uh, Aya with I Was Gonna Marry Him. Frederick Leopold, Stuck on You. Uh, Maria LeBerg with the song Humid. Sorry, Human, not Humid. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> I'm only humid after all. It's a song about Minnesota on June 15th. Blurg. <laughs> uh, Mickey Skeel with uh, Glans Bilede. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that because the Danish language is you have to like pull your tongue out of your mouth and wrap it around your head a couple times to pronounce anything right. Nicholas Sone, the song Freedom. Riley, the song Breaking My Heart. I believe he is actually Faroese, so that would be interesting. Oh. And Sohen Torpegard Lund with Lia Herr. And Maya Maya with a song that I'm not sure if I could say on this podcast without a either a bleeping or a... It's Beautiful Bullshit is what it's called. Beautiful Bullshit. <laughs> Such a good song, too. <laughs> oh, really? I love it. Yeah, I haven't dived into the to the Danish songs yet, but Derek, it sounds like you have. So is You're that... on Spotify, so yeah. Would that be your favorite so far? No, but we'll get to that. Ooh, I mean, your favorite I suppose we'll get... Yeah. Your favorite from the Danes? I'll, I'll say this. I had four or five that I've heard so far that I really, really like. I'm 100% certain none of them are actually going to go to the contest. Oh. But Ain't that's that fine because maybe goes. they're not the best for contest shows, but I think they're great songs. Mm -hmm. All right. Hopping over to Finland. We've got the seven singers and songs for that one as well. Uden Musik and Kilpailu. The final will be on February 25th. They've all been released. Uh, basically, they were all given their own space on, on YouTube and a Fancy Pants premiere that we all got excited for over the course of a week. Uh, it looks like one, two, three, four of them are in Finnish and three in English. It's a it's a great selection, honestly, as UMK has been over the last couple of years. Have you guys listened to any of them so far? Yes. Derek, your thoughts? Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering because I've been listening to so many songs. It's None of them have really jumped out at me. I think they're all pretty good. I don't think there's anything bad, but I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Not even the one that's sort of like Andrew W.K. with the wrestling. Oh, God, that one. Cha-cha-cha. That one's fun, yeah. Yes, that one. Oh, shoot. I thought that was Finland. Yeah, that was Oh, great. yeah. Well, I don't think any other country would send something in Finnish to a, to a national final. <laughs> I don't know Finnish. I wouldn't recognize it if I heard it. Cha-cha-cha. Yes. Oh, the classical Finnish expression, cha-cha-cha. Mm -hmm. And your mother, too. <laughs> Cha-cha, ding-dong. So yes, that will be, uh, that'll be again on February 25th. Next up, the semifinals have gone on in Estonia for Eesti uh, taking our list of 20 countries. Or sorry, again, me saying countries, what I mean to say songs. <laughs> what the so heck he is, is considering being one of 20 countries. Yeah. So yes, uh, 20 songs have now been winnowed down to a top 12 for mm -hmm. the final that will be on February 11th. Yeah. Yeah, good good eclectic mix. Have you guys listened? Have you? Yes. yes. Not to Estonia. This is the one that has my favorite so far. Do tell. It's, uh, I, I'm not how, sure how to say the name, MLs. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Major League what Soccer. You do. Have you heard that one? I no. have. Uh, oh, yes. That's oh. the one that's that's the one that's written by Stefan, Hope Stefan. Oh, right. And Stigresta. It's fantastic. I do remember listening. I, ha I gave them all a really quick listen. Um, and they're 
It, it's solid. I mean, it's Stig, go for it. Good go old figure. Stig. Good old Stig. You yeah, know I'm, I'm, uh, I, I saw her before. I just wanted to, I was curious, so I saw watched the live performance she did. And I thought it was really good. Uh, I read that the jury wasn't hugely excited about it, but the uh, the fans were. So it has a shot, but I'm not, not super hopeful. So we'll see. Yeah, so it looked like uh, So Good at What You Do went through. The, for, the, for the semifinals today, still out, they basically have a multiple rounds of voting. They'll do a jury mm. and televote split that'll pick the top four. And then they'll do a second round of voting with just a televote that'll pick another one. So it looks like so good at what you do came through on that second round of pure televote. Oof. But we shall see what happens on February 11th. If, we if can... I know where to look. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's going to be a colossal show when we get to it. We're, we're going to have to go through everything in the way that it panned out. I have to record that on a Wednesday? It's going to be insane. <laughs> <sighs> time for this yeah over in greece they've announced a the shortest of short lists uh they've got three songs left in the running for uh the greek ticket that is antonia kauri and maria maraku with shout out uh melissa mansukis with liar and victor vernikos with what they say uh unfortunately i'm sad to say leon of athens uh who was in the short the longer short list with the song somewhere to go did not make it through that was written co-written i should say by katarin duska uh, of better love fame so Sadly, we we say goodbye to that. But maybe it'll be released as a single on its own. We don't know. All right. At time of recording, we are about to hit the third semifinal of Norway's Melody Grand Prix. Yeah, it's it's a much more simplified process than it was in past years. It's simply three semifinals and then a final on February 4th. Seven songs per semi, three top three go on, and then we'll have a winner on the fourth. So far, we've had a couple of familiar names come through. Ulrika uh, did qualify after the first semifinal uh, with her song Honestly. Elsa, uh, Elise Bay, who we might remember from, pra- from, past, uh, from past national finals, also qualified from her semifinal. Uh, so yeah, things are things are shaping up in norway i am just gonna say that the the song that i liked the dirtbag pop song that i sort of flagged (laughs) to to keep an eye on did get did get rocked in a heat one oh no oh the tresco by rosmus thrall oh that one yeah yeah Yeah. i heard that i'm like this is gonna be up danny street isn't it? it 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 is but it's not like it came close and it didn't get last it like came in like I think it came in fifth, and the cutoff is top three. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't freaky for the weekend, so at least I'm happy for that. <laughs> well, few things are truly freaky for the weekend. No. So uh, moving on to Lithuania, the first heat of uh, Panda Bomb. Panda Bomb yes. is now yo. Uh, it has is gone now. On. It is now yo. So it looks like out of the 15 songs in that first heat, 10 qualified through often you know, the, the the what did i say like 12 time attempt for ice de pivolite it did not pan out she was the 11th ranked when the top 10 go through so unfortunately no not this time for ice de pivolite uh we'll have the other half uh coming through on january 28th so honestly by the time this show airs you will possibly know what's been going on in lithuania and there will be two semifinals on february 4th and 11th and a final on february 18th so so the panda bomb just keeps on exploding. <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking of ongoing national finals, Malta, they mm. are in the midst of their quarterfinals at the moment. They'll have their third quarterfinal on January 27th. Sometimes I think these countries just are just like, all right, the, the World Cup isn't happening anymore. So now we just need to satisfy our need to talk about quarterfinals and semifinals. I mean, like I said before, it, it's Malta. So it's it feels like everybody and their uncle is literally in this. It's, it is such much. Uh, we did have a bit of drama uh, come down the, the pipeline today in the Maltese national final. Aiden, who was big favorite last year and one of the top favorites from this year's competition, was disqualified from the competition with the song Regina. Supposedly, he was disqualified due to the engagement of marketing personnel, marketing officials, or marketing companies, or the engagement into some sort of marketing or promotional campaign or activity by the artist to promote themselves, their song, their participation, or in some way to influence the public vote, which, according to the Maltese regulations, is strictly prohibited. The publication of any social media posts, promotion material, interviews, or any media presence from the announcement of the quarterfinalists onwards is a breach of rules. So he's oh, not allowed man. to promote himself? He wrote a Facebook post that said, I feel like I did very well tonight. It seems like, like that it. could have DQ'd him. Oh man. <sighs> That's that's shady. That's that's Ooh. like what's the line? Like if you say if you went like, on social it has media to be and like said hyper secret, this has to be Price Waterhouse now. Like I I guess. Wow. Yeah. So apologies and 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 commiserations go out to Aiden and his team. Regina was considered one of the the handful of top favorites to potentially go, especially after he was <laughs> by some certain uh, by some by some definitions robbed last year. So we'll see what happens in Malta. Like I said, this third semifinal or the third quarterfinal, I should say, is coming up on January 27th. Uh, and that is also going to feature Jessica as in I am what I am. Oh. And what I am is what I want to be. Uh, <laughs> as well as the... Oh, there's a drag queen in this one. Greta Tude. Uh, oh, that's not bad. That not is a not bad drag bad. name. Yeah, Greta Tude. We talk about Tude a lot on this show. Maybe we'll be talking about Tude a lot more in the future. Yeah, get it, Greta. <laughs> So yes, so there will be a semifinal on February 9th and then the final final on February 11th. So no. just something else to look up for. <sighs> and is Moldova's on the 11th too. When is uh, Moldova? We're actually just about to, to to hop onto the Moldovan train. We don't actually know when the official final is going to be. They are sort of like, ah, it'll be sometime before March. Oof. Uh, yeah, they basically have said that it'll be on a date sometime between February 25th and March 5th. However, we do have news that on January 28th, there will be a live audition round with the 31 songs now that have been submitted and will have a basically a live audition round. Now in past years, these are always really a lot of fun to watch because they can be fantastic and they can be a car crash and sometimes both at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Yeah, the names standing out uh, in this live audition round. Sunstroke Project coming back, mm -hmm. or at least attempting to come back on Yummy Mommy. Aliona Moon, uh, who represented the country back in 2013. Pasha Parfeni, who represented them in 2012. I was going to say, there's that's some, a familiar name too. Yeah, there's some great names along here. So if you have the chance, try to watch the live audition round. At the very least, something will probably end up on the Eurovision iceberg, almost certainly. Now, remind me, Moldova is the one with the 
iconically open auditions, right? That's Moldova. Moldova, Belarus used to do it too. Belarus, that's it. Belarus was potato, potato. Acabulba. Acabulba, yes, thank you. Okay, yes. that was Belarus, all right. That was that was. So Maybe the Belarus. only sad thing about Belarus being out of the contest is we no longer get uh, big meme moments like that. I do miss potato Acabulba. I hope he's doing okay. Acabulba. Yeah. All right, so that kind of brings us to our main topic. We just wanted to dive into... One of our favorite, most beautifully memeable, absolutely off-the-wall nations at this contest, our, our love, yeah. Moldova. So, I mean, it's a little bit sad that we're doing this without uh, without Eric here because we knew that he would absolutely kick some butt with some, with some <sighs> Statmotron numbers. Mm-hmm. We can give you a little bit of a rundown. They first debuted at the contest in 2005, which was very fortuitous. It was hosted in Kiev that year, so it was just an easy commute from Chisinau. <laughs> Just right over the border. Yeah. (laughs) Take a little train. (laughs) Kishinau to Kiev doesn't have the same ring to it, though. No, No, it doesn't. No, no. it really doesn't. Kishinau to Kiev! Kiev. (laughs) But since debuting at the contest, they've only failed to qualify for the grand final five times. And they've been at the contest every year since... Every time that they've participated, they've had to go through... They've had to go through a semifinal. With the exception of 2006, which is a weird one because it was a top 11 from the previous year. um, Basically, their percentages are good. Okay. Danny, you're looking at me all confused. In the years... Oh, no, just... Yeah, 2006 was... in the years before the double semifinal setup, mm-hmm. when there was only the one and it was often like 26 songs long. Yes. Yeah, the top 10 qualified from the semifinal, mm-hmm. but you basically got to skip the semifinal if you were one of the top 10 from the previous year. It's sort of like oh, a. Oh, from the repechage. main contest? Oh, yeah. boy. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like an anti repechage kind of a dealie. Right. I know. Just having another. I wouldn't want that for myself, and I don't think anyone should suffer through that. I'm glad we're done with it. Yeah, definitely. Also, or Eurovision. Extra show. Uh, their lowest placement in a final ever, which was a 22nd place in 2010, actually oh, gave yeah. rise to one of the most iconic Eurovision moments ever. I was going to say, that's Runaway, right? That is Runaway. Okay. That's Epic Sax Guy. Came in 22nd place and yet is one of the most enduring <gasps> symbols of at least Moldova at Eurovision, if not mm-hmm. the craziness of the early teens. Uh, hard to believe that one didn't do better. I think it opened up the final. Oh, yeah. Oh, it came in. It was first. Uh, I do believe that. Oh, wait. No, I take that away. They were fourth <laughs> in the running order that year. Behind? Between? Who uh, else was there? Well, third in the running order was My Heart Is Yours by home hometown crowd uh, Didrik Solitangen from Norway. And followed by John Lilly Green and the Islanders, Life Looks Better in Spring from Cyprus. Aw. Weird. Yeah. So for some odd reason, it just did not stick. And then it went memeable. It went viral. And we've never looked back. It was 2006. What was happening? Angela Merkel had just become German Chancellor for the fifth time. Uh, oh, 2010. a good year for Germany. <laughs> Sorry, it's 2010. 2010. 2010, that's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. It was a different world. It was. I, I don't know how to account for it, because uh, e- even if the song is not, I don't know, aside from the sax riff, a little bit ho-hum, like, that riff itself should have really jogged a cup. Like, uh, surely they used that on their recap clip. Surely they did. I think so. I have to double check it. But I mean, if no. they didn't, it would have. I mean, but you can never tell what's going to go viral, you mm-hmm. know, even though a dude in sunglasses gyrating and playing a saxophone to a. It's less gyrating and more just pelvic thrusting. thrusts. Just yeah, some some very vigorous pelvic rhythmic pelvic thrusts. There were there was a little bit of gyration as he went from left to mm-hmm. right. You know, the just kind of the. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little side this side. is an audio podcast, not video. <laughs> 
Now, they are uh, one of the returning ones, not only to this year, but they did return again in 2016? Close, 2017. Yeah. 17. Yeah, so Sunstroke They were Project... there in 2015 as well for some reason. Yeah, they just showed up. <laughs> they just showed oh, up in the just, press center. Just hanging out, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Derek, you you got to chat with I them talked to Epic Sex Man. Yeah. Hey, nice really guy. nice guy. Yeah. yeah, really nice. Have you either, either of you guys seen uh, Jack Whitehall's Travels with My Father? Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. Uh, what you're talking about, I haven't seen, though. All right. So there was a section where they're doing a European tour. The first season, <laughs> they're doing mostly mostly Asia. I think the second season was through through Europe. And they go to Moldova. And Jack basically drags his father to meet Sunstroke Project. <laughs> it's a it's a really fun episode, actually, if you, um, if you haven't seen it. Good. Kind of makes you want to go to Moldova. Because after that, they end up going to a wine cave this really really attractive guy pouring wine for them uh-huh. oh, Moldova. i'm You're sorry yet <laughs> yes, a couple more months <laughs> anyway it looks like moldova is actually really big on having repeat artists uh at mm-hmm. the at the contest uh, sunstroke project are not the only ones uh, natalia gordienko uh, who we know from sugar and prison she actually you know we know her from prison those days <laughs> i know her from prison Prison! Yeah, she also represented them back in 2006 with the song Loca. Oh, God, that was her? It was with that someone was... else, right? It was like a duet. Yeah, it was It was Arsinium, uh, who was a member of Ozone. Oh, God. Oh, wow. It never stops, Numa Numa. does it? Yep. Gosh, yeah. Featuring Natalia and uh, Connect R, who is a... Uh, Romanian Roma rapper, singer, producer. So yes, uh, Natalia and her magical disappearing bikini were there in 2006 and uh, gave her another shot in 2020 and 2021. Uh, I love God. Yeah. God. Also returning, basically backing each other up in successive years. In 2012, Aliana Moon was one of the backing singers and dancers for Pasha Parfeni. And in 2013, Pasha returned the favor backing up Aliona in, uh, in Malmo. And Small World, Pasha was briefly the lead singer of Sunstroke project from 2008 to 2009 like are we just right. dealing with a country with a relatively small musical population yeah we talk about like, you know oh, you're talking about malta being the one who's just everyone is everyone knows each other it sounds like that's what it is in moldova uh, i mean it's like moldova... a single class it's like they all went to the same <laughs> class and it's like okay whose turn is it <laughs> it seems like it <laughs> I mean, the population of the country is about oh, 2.8 million, according to Wikipedia. Oh, that's fine. Sizable. Yeah. There's more musicians in Minneapolis, and so we have less people than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fair I guess, enough. you know, there aren't like farmers who are, you know, with a techno board or whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens in this open, uh, open cast. You have to be out there with the hay baler. I don't think there's a lot of spare time to be, you know, practicing the balalaika. Oh, now I kind of want this narrative. Like I want, I want a farmer from the hinterlands to show up at the audition with his balalaika and absolutely rock it. Yeah, it was like Rosalyn <gasps> from her town of three thousand. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can dream. Anyway, speaking of other acts that have been there multiple times, we'd be amiss if we did not mention the glory that is Zobshistub. Yeah, three entries. In three different decades and three left-hand side placements. Yeah, we love to see it. That's a track record. record. Yeah. So uh, Zofshi Stub were actually the first entrance from Moldova back in 2005 with Bundika Batedoba. They returned in 2011 with the song So Lucky. And then 2022, we know, The Little Train. Something that I, I love and I'm also slightly brokenhearted about Zofshi Stub mm-hmm. is the fact that you know how we're capped at six members of a band on stage, right? Yeah. Uh, Are they like Arcade Fire? Are they like a 20-person band? 
learned that, that they're a six-person group. But the thing is, every single time they go to Eurovision, they put somebody else on stage. The first time around, they put the granny, the bunica, yeah. to beat mm -hmm. the drum. The second time around, for So Lucky, they had a unicycle fairy princess, so somebody had to sit out. Mm -hmm. And this time around, they put the Advahov brothers on with them, so two more of the band so members two had people to had to sit out. I know. Why don't they just do the thing that, like, Pixies did when they were recording Here Comes Your Man, which is they just completely mime their instruments. They just don't care anymore. Well, I mean, that's Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but i mean like they don't even try to make it look like they're playing it like they're just i don't know using drumsticks on their guitars <laughs> uh eric before he uh he left for for his uh little excursion at the moment he did send me one little interesting fact from the statmotron that in turin trenoletul finished seventh place overall but they were eighth in their semifinal. wow so even after shuffling the deck and adding adding the other countries that could have uh, surpassed them. That just means them. a lot of the folks that that would have liked Trenoletul, like, voted for, or, you know, their votes had gone to losing songs? Either that or they just couldn't vote in that semifinal. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, there's they a... absolutely got crushed by that jury. I yeah, mean, by the, four, the oh, jury. Yeah. 14 points. It's All absurd. of the intellectuals looked down their noses at our little train. Oh, I still love it. That's people. a crime. It Comrades is. saved us there. It is. <sighs> but yeah, Moldova, they tend to punch above their weight, both in terms of the results that they end up getting, as well as, frankly, the staging. They, they mm -hmm. put a lot into their staging. Uh, just looking at the songs that they have given us... Over the years, they have given us unicycles, drumming grannies, astronauts, sandboxes, teddy bears, sexy cops. I mean, the hits just keep on coming. It's Let's it's... not forget disembodied feet and hands. Yes. Bodies coming... coming out from doors and windows. Yes, the entire Billy Bookcase The Bookcase Company line. intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So this kind of brings up the question, what have been some of your favorite Moldovan moments? And, and everybody at home, again, reach out to us on social media. What have been your favorite Moldovan songs, favorite moments from Moldova, a, a hidden and lost gem from a national final? I, I personally am still waiting for Donitsa German to finally make it through. I don't think she's on the list this year. But uh I did get some some more info from Eric, and he handed off his top five Moldovan entries of all time. And I figured I would ask you two as well. Why don't we do our own little 12 points from America tally of our favorite Moldovan entries? So we want to go around and uh, give our, our fifth place and then head up to one? Yeah. Do you want to tell us what Eric's was so that we can drag him first because he's not here? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So he put, well, the thing is, I'm. <laughs> he said one, two, three, four, five. I'm not sure if that meant 1.2.3 points or... Or if that oh no, fifth. five must be fifth place. Fifth All right, in that I case, think you could tell just by looking at it. All right, <laughs> yeah, I know. Where's <laughs> we'll find out. So, fifth place from Eric, he is given so lucky. Okay, yeah, so it's clearly wrong. That should be first. That should... <laughs> <laughs> you read it backwards. Ah, I'm well. texting him right now. Spoiler alert. Unfortunately, he has no... Does he have any uh, any notes, any words in his own defense? He he does, <laughs> He has not. Uh, so we're kind of... We're just working on what we, uh, what we got, so... Just so lucky, huh? All right. Well, so I don't have... His, I don't have his benefit, so unfortunately, I have to defend putting prison at number five. Whoa! Whoa. I, I actually said this when we were... When we sort of did our little point giving for... Uh, for for after Rotterdam number one was canceled. But I like this song 
And I think this is much more flattering to Natalie Gordienko's voice than Sugar ever was. Like, yeah. Yeah. there's something that is very, uh, a little bit more, I don't know, it is both more mature and yet more marketable. It feels, uh, there's something about prison that I've never really been able to describe why I like it and take it seriously, even though it is almost cheesily epic. I don't know. It does something for me. Uh, that's my number five. I, I hate myself. Prison! prison! Yeah. Better than Jezebel. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, can somebody make a mix of that? Jezebel! Prison! Yes, same <laughs> register. All right, Sam, what did you do? Uh, I actually gave this one to uh, Hora din Moldova. Okay. Yeah, so, the dance of Moldova. Yes, very, very sort of traditional. This is the 2009 one by uh, Nelly Chibanu. It just makes me happy. It is super, super energetic. It is, it is kind of infectious. And it was staged in Moscow in a year where they basically put every single LED in Eurasia onto that stage. And it was just, it was just a feast for the eyes. And uh, it, it just makes me happy. So yeah, I gave a horrid in Moldova a, a point for me. All right, hopping over to uh, fourth place, uh, Eric. <laughs> Derek. I'm Derek sorry. I'm sorry. Apologies, Derek. No, I see I'm how it worst. is. I, I'm so sorry. Go on. I'm uh, I'm like Moldova over here. Nobody uh... nobody gives you no respect. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, Moldova was now hard. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. I was about Red to say Harvey. I was about job. to say. I was about to say Harvey Danger. I'm like, just because I've had Michael <laughs> Sita stuck in my head for the past 20 years doesn't. Uh, Sorry, Robbie. All better right, Derek. stuck in your head. My number five is a nice little ditty called Hora Din Modolva. Yay. From 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was the only uh, one. <laughs> no, everything you said. As soon as I saw it again, watching the light performance, it just bright, colorful, fun dancing. I just wanted to get up out of my seat and move. It, it uh, yeah, it's super good. I think uh, these guys know what they're doing most of the time and uh, keep doing it. <laughs> Shall we go on to our fourth place? Oh, yes. yes. All right. Eric, uh, with no explanation, uh, says that his fourth place is Stay. Stay? Stay. Oh, okay. Anna uh, Orobescu, yeah. Uh-huh. That would have been 2019? Yes. Here's the thing. When I was oh, watching my compilation one. yesterday, I could not, for the life of me, recall that this song existed. Because it was like, oh, 2018, great, uh, story dose. And it was me going like, oh, what did Moldova send the next year? And then Stay came on, and I still didn't recognize it. It was a complete blank spot in my mind. Stay didn't qualify at the contest. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear what Eric has to actually say about this, because this was just completely forgettable to me. I feel like it was performed well. Like she sang it, she sang it well. But no, this one, this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know what he was, what he was thinking on this one. Not, not an do accusatory you, way, but just yeah. What, do what you are you think, thinking? Oh, yeah. Well, do you think the the fact that they recycled the sand artist on stage oh, sure. hurt her much, or do you think nobody remembered that anyway? I mean, it was a pretty memorable, memorable yeah. thing. I think among Eurovision fans, like the hardcore ones that that would have remembered her from that would have been 2011, maybe. Especially considering it was done live in 2011 and it wasn't done live yeah that in, was a surprise in Tel Aviv I don't know Danny what's your uh your next one number four I have Lauter ah Lauter yeah yeah this is as as we get here I, I feel like number four is always the weird one to decide if I can't immediately get a top five it's like what's it to, to place it here is weird uh, I I really like it Eric and I will always be evangelists of a song that can sort of speak for the country where you can sort of be like, oh, it, it says something about the culture. It says something about the, the traditions of music from this country. And I, I really like this one. 
There's a nice little trio. Lautar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gave my fourth place to uh, their debut entry, Bunica Batidoba. Oh. First one. <laughs> that's it, that's nowhere on my list, but it's like I can only respect placing it there. It's, I, I can it's, only respect it being present. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fun. It was Moldova coming out for the, you know, and, and swinging for the fences saying, you know, we're going to send our biggest band. And this is you not know, the dancing granny. It is the drumming granny. The drumming granny. Exactly. Uh, yeah, a drumming granny plus a shirtless guy who at the time kind of looked a bit like Anthony Kiedis. Uh, oh, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, he looks exactly like Anthony <laughs> Kiedis. Yeah. He seemed surprised at the last contest when somebody asked him, like, oh, do you guys think you're like the Red Hot Chili Peppers of Europe? And he was like, what? Oh, that's a weird thing to say. Well, I mean, yeah, so we get Roman Yagapov on, on vocals. We get Will Ferrell on the drums, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, Bunica Batidoba, it just it again, it just makes me smile. It's impossible to ignore. It's it brings in those those folk motifs, but still that that rock edge that I just love. And this is Moldova. This you're just getting to know us for the first time. This is who we are. And I love it. Derek. Um, um Granny Beats the Drum is not on my list, but I uh had a really hard time not putting it on here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it deserves because, a place of honor. It does. Honestly, all three of their songs, I think, are respectable. <laughs> oh yeah but my number four is runaway 2010 sunstruck project i even watching it back again such an amazing performance real it just surprises me every time when i see it came 22nd yeah and you get that horn riff stuck in your head again oh yeah it's so catchy and they and they performed it so well like it didn't look or sound sloppy at all i don't know something something just didn't gel they were ahead of their time i don't mm. know all right well uh, that actually leads a little bit into eric's third place uh and it was Sunstroke Project's other entry, Hey Mama. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that is Hey Mama. Our other right. epic sax riffs. Yeah. Danny? This is where I put Trenolechul. Okay. This is where it goes. I put mine at number three. I, I It felt like a crime to put it anywhere lower than number three compared to, you know, Moldova doesn't have the worst cat back catalog of songs, but this was the epitome, uh, you know, alongside North Macedonia's Proud of uh, a song that is only elevated by live performance. This is just just amazing, just too infectious, too too fun and too silly to to ignore. Part of me wishes that we had known what the staging would have been in full yeah. had had the kinetic sun done what it was supposed to do. Oh uh, well, I have a feeling we'll be hearing more about Trenoletto later. Spoiler alert! Maybe, spoiler. yeah. Yeah, I also gave my my three points to Hey Mama. Mm -hmm. Again, I thought it was just a lot like Runaway, only elevated and made more more polished and smooth and leaning into the glory and the camp of Epic Sax Guy without making it too completely obvious. It wasn't just, hey, the guy's here and he has another riff. It was actually good on its own merits, which is mm -hmm. not an easy thing to do. And it was just, it was just great. <laughs> it was just so good. And I remember how incredibly surprised we all were back in Kiev to see it come in third place altogether that was you know once i kind of got over the wave of oh my god bulgaria came in second place i'm so proud of chris oh my god portugal won holy crap holy crap oh my god italy only came in sixth place it was what the hell is moldova doing in bronze medal position <laughs> but looking back on it like it's it's aged 
fine. It's it's done well and it still makes me happy. So yeah, my my three points goes to uh, Hey Mama. All right, Derek, you up next? I believe so. Yeah, my <laughs> number three is yeah. a little ditty from 2013. Oh, oh. yeah, oh, sure. a thousand, a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this one really surprised me. Absolutely love it. Real catchy. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I think this. Uh, I guess I should say this now. Every one of these songs is hard to pick. I thought going through the list, they are so consistently unique and interesting and fun uh, even the dour ones are kind of fun mm-hmm. and i think you know they've had a few stumbles along the way but yeah this and this one really surprised me so yeah aliana moon. does have fun yeah aliana moon who's you know in the running to potentially come back uh this year welcome yeah no, I remember I remember seeing the staging for that for the first time. And it was one of the I don't think it was the first projection ground uh, gown that we had seen. Mm-hmm. But it was that plus the sort of riser that they put her on. So she kind of grew as the song, uh, you know, just absolutely expanded and kind of crescendoed into this climax. And suddenly she's this, you know, 10 foot tall Aliona Moon just looming over the <laughs> stage. And her vocals were stunning. And oh, yeah. Yeah. What year was the oh, who is that guy? It's my life. And he also had the gown. That was, I think, the same year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Chazar was the same. Oh, it year. was him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chazar. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. So Eric gave his number four, two. His number two God. is four points to my lucky day. Okay. All right. I, again, I wish I had context. I wish I had his story to to. But yeah, he gave it to uh, to my lucky day in 2018. All right, Danny. This is where I put. Hey mama. Ah. I believe I am just going to say this the first epic sax guy riff might be the more memeable one, the one that's more fun to just have on heavy repeat, but but Hey Mama's epic sax guy riff is the superior one. This is a little bit I I will say it, it is objectively a better entry. It's a better song. Just like a little bit more. It, it's just more listenable in my opinion. And they're still bringing the fun. Moldova has fun. I think that's just like the thing that we can say about Moldova whenever they send their entry. They have a lot of fun. Unless oh, it's yeah. prison. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm just happy to be here. And they really are. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm surprised. That's not they're not a hyper wealthy country. I feel like Moldova no. is not always a sure bet when it comes to coming back for Eurovision but I'm all I'm glad that they have not really taken a break no they they really haven't um no they've they've been at it consistently haven't they yeah mm-hmm. don't think they've ever taken a taken a break have they I was good. kind of surprised when I was going through their catalog I was like oh they never missed a year like, good on them I mean yeah. yeah Moldova is is I believe technically the poorest country in Europe if I'm not mistaken in terms of GDP Oof. and yet they they make the investment and they take the time and they they make sure that they are visible at Eurovision. And again, I think about them through pop culture. It's probably one of the biggest stages that they get to really compete on. And people now know them through this. I mean, again, look at the Jack Whitehall uh, example that I gave before. Hmm. People know Moldova as the land of epic sax guy and some pretty good wine. <laughs> I mean, that whole region, really. Yeah. But like Moldova supposedly is like really great wine. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so my second place I gave to Lautar on this one. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this was this one has always stayed with me. It just again, it makes me happy. Uh, I love the sort of mad clockwork style dancers at the end. It, it's, it's like, what do you mean you've never seen before? How looks the trumpet? It's it's 
it's this cheeky, very, very cheeky, you know, about a, a, a musician who falls in love with the bride at a wedding and, and trying to charm her away. And it's, it's so just, he's such a cheeky chappy. You can't help but kind of love it. Like, it's so... It, it's just so like wink and a nudge and it's catchy as hell. And again, it's a, it's a song that could only have come from Moldova mm -hmm. anyway. So yes, that, that gets my second place. Derek. Derek. I think that's a nice, important distinction for a lot of these songs. When we talk about when we go through different songs in different countries, especially because we're going to be doing reviews at some point here, I would never say any of these songs came from any other country. They're always so uniquely identifiable, mm. even when they're in English. So true. And my number two is Hey Mama. Hey. <laughs> I think um, kind of going off of what Danny said, but when we talk about returning artists, we there's sort of this assumption that, well, you have to be better than your last thing. And I think on every level, this song is a step above what they did before, which was also very good. And I think another thing that really impresses me about this one is, like you mentioned, this was clearly a very low budget production. And it still looked phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like they mm -hmm. maxed out what little they had. And, and it didn't seem cheap at all. And they had some like interesting staging flourishes that I really liked. And I mm -hmm. it, just a lot of fun. Very memorable. Easy to see why the audience went for it. Hiding the microphone in the in the flowers of the backing singers. Such a clever touch. It's so, so simple smart. too. So smart. Oh. All right. Uh, are we ready for Eric's number one? Yeah. <laughs> Do I just not here? We can't fight him. <laughs> well, he gave his number one to Trenaletzul. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, people haven't mentioned it yet. Where's it gonna be? I have to wonder. Danny, uh, my number one is Sugar. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! The looks on your faces. Oh, it was great. It was beautiful. I had to. I, I, I have to say, like, I, I, I just uh, the thing. The thing about Sugar, and and you know, apologies, Derek, if if this is your number one. <laughs> we... How long have we... you known me? <laughs> Quite a while. Which means I also know that you enjoy shocking the hell out of... <laughs> anyway, um, we we here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, the first Wednesday of every month, uh, they run uh, tornado alarm testing. Oh, it's, just yeah. a, it's just a drill. You get used to it. You, you just It's like, oh, what's that noise? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the first Monday of the month or the first, the first Wednesday of the month. 1 p.m. Right. light clockwork. And it goes for about, what, 30 seconds or so? Just kind of... Yeah, like, you know what it sounds like? Exactly. You know, like Natalie Gordienko. Yeah, it's, it is... It is camp. I get it. But my God, every single every the first Wednesday of every damn month, I half expect the, the sirens to end with just sugar. sugar. <laughs> do -do -do -do. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, not I, sugar. Yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's my lucky day. That's it. Right. This is my first contest was 2018. That was my first time paying attention or watching it at all. And uh, what a way to come in. This is the best staging that Moldova has ever had. And I think if you were to pull the, the 10 best stagings across all of Eurovision, this is probably there. Most likely there. Just really inventive, really cute, and really low budget. Just like high concept and fun. Um, and also, their chemistry with each other is silly and fun, too. Oh, absolutely. I do have to say, though, you say low budget when it comes to Dorados. Yeah. And you, for you forget who bankrolled that. Oh, uh, oh, was this What's His Nuts, the Russian? What's his yeah. name? Yeah. Pipi Kikarov, yep. Pipi. Lionel. Yes. This is a Philip Kikarov joint. And I, it and feels I still. Like it has a, a touch of production class to it. A sous-son. Yeah. Yep. I mean, to his credit, he is a phenomenal. A music producer. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I get it. As problematic as it may be, I think he's <laughs> he's brought some real impressive stuff over the years. And it's interesting to see him reach out to Moldova and be like, I'm going to lift this up and make this something really interesting. Like, OK, let's let's see what you can do. All right. My number one is not actually my number one. It's uh, it's Trenoletzul. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, I'm my God. I'm also going to the Yeah, it just again, I, I keep coming back to this this theme of just pure, pure joy, pure you know, you know exactly what country this is coming from. It's 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 the artists doing what they do best. It's actually two artists doing what they do best. And it was, I mean, there's a reason why it did so damn well with the public. It's just, it's, you can't help but smile. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it a point to have it play at some point during my wedding. And like, that's, that's going to happen. Just spoiler alert, guys, you're probably going to end up dancing the horror to it. But um, probably. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's got to be Tool. Even though this was not an easy decision to make. I, the fact that I had to leave Doritos on the cutting room floor of this kind of broke <sighs> my heart. Yeah, they were they were my my honorable mention. Derek, what about you? It's um, it's sugar. <laughs> You're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it should be obvious what my number one is. It's 2011. Yeah. So lucky. I mean, hey, it's just. I remember going through older shows with you and you were mm-hmm. just kind of like giving me some background information and whatnot. And as soon as this one came on, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. They let them do this. It's just a full three ring circus act on stage for three minutes. And it's wild and crazy and it sounds incredible. And that they pulled it off at all is a miracle. And every time it comes up, I'm like, wow, it's, it's shocking what they what this country can pull off. Those and I think. Hats the hats too i think it's funny that danny mentioned like um my lucky day would be like one of the top 10 i think there's a few of their performances i'd put like in some of the best stagings and performances in all of eurovision like, yeah really incredible stuff and no one else is doing anything like it i, I just love moldova they are they are quite yeah. literally especially this year the little the little engine that could <laughs> the little train that could and yeah. it's funny you mentioned the the little train uh you and eric both put that as your number one. I, it's it's so weird to think that I know this year was kind of an anomaly with everything going on, but the fact that they crushed the televote so hard makes me think, yeah, there's absolutely no way this country can't win it very soon. Yeah. yeah. If you're saying just, they have no shot, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right. Again, I, I do have a copy of our, our dear friend Roy Hacksaw. Uh, his his book worst Eurovision ever uh, on my nightstand still to be read a story of what would happen if Moldova were to host Eurovision so I'll I'll need to get through that and pass it over to you guys I have a feeling <laughs> one always happy to support a friend uh, when they when they write a book uh, and two I just you know I do want to see where where Roy's mind took this so uh, for those of you keeping track uh, our number one as a team was Hey Mama with fourteen points followed very closely behind by Trenoletul with thirteen points my lucky day. Uh, third place with nine points. Lautar right behind that, or not right behind it, but a little bit behind it. Six points for Lautar, and so lucky five points, all from Derek. But we all, I think, kind of agree <laughs> that it's a damn fine song. Sure, that's a hell of a top five, though, just by itself. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. what it deserves to be. Yeah, yes, folks at home, let us know what are your favorite Moldovan moments. Who are you looking forward to seeing at this this open audition? Yeah, let us know what you think. Again, find us on social media at all the your all the usual places. One uh, two points USA, twelve points from America at gmail.com If you just want to email us directly, so yeah, I suppose we will reconvene either next week or the week after. Uh, ideally, with all four of us around. But uh, shall we call it a night, guys? Oh, we should. Sounds good. All right. Well, until then, everybody, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Danny. (laughs) 
Oh, there's no Eric. I know. And America, stop, stop listening, listening now. now. Definitely gonna have to cut that out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, it, it, yes. you're gonna burn. You're gonna burst some eardrums if you do that. <laughs> have some pity for the people who live with uh, listen with earbuds.